0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Paulton on Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Pault, and today I've got Don Conant He's the uh, president and CEO of uh, Calix BioVentures. They're an agricultural technology company that's focused on uh, renewable fuels. So, hi, Don. Welcome to the show.
1: Great to be here, Alex. Well, I'm glad you're here as well because...
0: Our audience thinks of power normally in terms of electrical energy and electrical power, but fuels are a significant aspect of power in our lives as well. If you're talking about hybrid vehicles, there's fuel involved. If you're talking about, say, for example, generator systems, there's fuel involved. And obviously in aviation and uh, other types of vehicles, there's a lot of fuel involved. So, I mean, when are we going to completely get away from fuel, or is it just a case – if we're going to have to deal with fuel we might as well make it a more ecological solution
1: well I think the the uh, energy is is um, uh, central in our lives every day um, and uh, and of course we've got energy we've got uh, we've got uh, we've got all kinds of of sources of energy but um but uh the one the one area that we have been seeking at Calyx with our agricultural biotechnology is in pursuit of a cleaner fuel that is uh grown in fields as opposed to drilled out of the ground.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously there are advantages to that. Um uh, why don't you go I mean Give you an opportunity here to really go over some of the re- true advantages to the end user and to the infrastructure from going with that route.
1: Sure. So um, what what we're doing at uh, at Calyx is we have an investment in uh, in um, in a uh, crop called uh, Carinata, and Carinata is a um, a very hardy crop uh, that actually um, its wild type uh, grew as an Ethiopian mustard. Ethiopia is hot and dry, and uh, and there are soil zones in uh, in our prairies in North America and around the world which are very suitable for growing this crop. And this crop is a is an oil seed. The interesting thing about this oil seed is that it's an it, it creates an industrial oil that's very very suitable uh, after refining um, to ground. ground and aviation fuels. Uh, Uh, Well, Don, if I may
0: jump in. So we're uh, not even really talking about a um, decomposition or alcohol generation process from the biomass. This is a straight reaping of the seed and converting it into a straightforward plant oil.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, the... the a lot of the first generation uh, biofuels that are sourced from from uh, you know from wheat and corn are are your ethanol uh, crops, and this has been an incredibly uh, well established market, uh, which has grown to I think 13. 13- billion gallons in uh, in North America alone um, what we're talking about here uh, is an advanced biofuel that uh, that creates a high density uh, energy that is much more suitable for uh, diesel and for uh, jet purposes.
0: Well the first diesel engine was demonstrated using vegetable oil
1: Indeed, it was, and uh, and so what we've seen here is that vegetable oil is is being gathered up, and uh, in terms of the uh, used vegetable oils, and these are being uh, pushed through a lot of the uh, biodiesel refineries, and we're getting into uh, we're getting into a good amount of penetration of these oils for the use in biodiesel and uh, the creation of of, uh, of renewable diesel. And uh, and what uh, what we're talking about here is um, is doing that, but uh, creating a massive source of uh, of this oil that can be scaled within the existing infrastructure of agriculture. Our our crop grows on. The the uh, the the um, marginal lands, but it's using all of the infrastructure of agriculture. It's using existing uh, infrastructure to consolidate it, and to uh, transport, and then and then um, and then it's refined and uh, and moved on into into end use purposes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Don, I mean the the ability to express oil from a seed has been around in our technology for. Over a thousand years, I would guess,
1: yes, the difference here is that uh, this is going to be the first non food oil, and as a result it 's a bit of a designer oil in that it has a long carbon chain, and the long carbon chain gives the uh, gives the crop uh, very dense energy and it also gives the crop high yields in terms of what comes out of the refining process um, so it 's a pretty exciting. Uh, it's a pretty exciting crop. The other thing is we're not substituting a food-grade crop and food oils, and we're not, we're not taking food products and pushing them into to machines. So we're getting away from this whole food versus fuel debate, um, and industrial oil allows us to grow it on marginal lands, which are our lowest cost production zones, and, uh, and use it for industrial purposes.
0: And it would even, I mean, and it would also be much more amenable to genetic manipulation because if you're just doing it to make it either a denser or like a multi-weight vegetable oil, <laughs> you could do it, and nobody's worried that it would get into the food system.
1: Well, that's true. There, the, the, there is uh, there is a lot of application for genetic modification. Here. However. Um, um, you should know that uh, and, and the listeners should know that we, that while we have pursued some of them in a laboratory to, to uh, express different genes and to, to show different traits and drive a uh, better uh, profile in terms of our products, um, we're using the co-product, once we crush the seed and, and take the oil out, we're using the co-product as a 10% cattle feed and and this is approved by the United States Department of Agriculture. So it's not really in our interest right now to pursue a genetic modification. The other thing is we don't want our crop, which might be genetically modified, we don't want it blowing into the next field, um, which might be a conventionally bred uh, wheat or a conventionally bred uh, crop of some other you know, uh, source. Uh, we don't want it blowing around. And so we have a, an immediately addressable market uh, and we have a fantastic product that's just conventionally bred, um, and we're we're a ways for, uh, from from getting into uh, GMO.
0: Got it, got it. And away from what you say, it makes uh, complete sense. And then again, as you point out, it's a mature crop. You can get oil out of it now. There's no fancy processing required, and you can go straight from crop to fuel. With uh, and you and you get some leftovers you can feed cattle you can't beat that
1: it, you know what everything gets used we're trying to create a very very environmentally um, and uh, um, worthy product a sustainable product that uh, that is um, scientifically verified economically viable and uh, and good for the environment and and uh, and that and that you know is not going to be petroleum derived fuels burnt at uh, at altitude once we once we get into the jet market we're trying to cut our teeth right now in the biodiesel and ground transportation fuels but let's face it the the biggest uh, the biggest market for our crop downstream is when the fully developed uh, mandates and requirements for a cost-competitive alternative to petroleum-derived fuels that is far better for the environment and has a much cleaner emissions. We've actually flown a twin-engine jet with no engine modifications on this crop, and uh, we did it with no blending uh, at all. And the other thing that was really exciting was right behind it, we flew an emission, uh, a, 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 another plane that had sniffer probes that picked up the emissions signature and uh, this was all done through the National Research Council Flight Research Laboratory. All the analysis brought up tremendous improvements in environmental um, uh, waste and in what was being burnt at altitude. So, uh, you know, 50% less particulate coming out the back end of the jet and, uh, and of course, a totally cleaner uh, fuel being burned.
0: Right. Well, I mean, that applies to any turbine. So you could even say that would apply to um, American main, uh, main battle tanks as well. So the military, which is the other big guzzler, you could use it in that space.
1: Sure, marine applications for the, for them. Uh, they they uh, they're looking at a, a fairly large tender. The, uh, the all all of their diesel uh, you know uh, fleet plus their whole turbine group. The uh, their, the air force uh, you know just even conventional aircraft. And what we're what we're looking to do here is to is to show the world that we have demonstrated a viable alternative to petroleum-derived fuels, which can be grown in a field and burned into a turbine engine with no engine modifications. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, uh, we had a 1.5 percent fuel efficiency on that flight, so so we're even getting better gas mileage out of this stuff.
0: (laughs) Great, Don. Now, where can people go to get more information?
1: So uh, our website is calyxbio.com, that's C-A-L-Y-X-B-I-O.com, calyxbio.com.
0: Excellent. Well, and I always give my interviewees an opportunity to leave their final thoughts with the audience, give them the last word. So what would you like to leave our audience with as a final thought before we close out the episode?
1: Well, I would leave with this that uh, that we just recently attracted to our team um, this CEO of the largest biodiesel um, facility in North America. He used to be a pilot before he uh, he started in the bioenergy space, and uh, I think his words were, "I just didn't want to be flying planes around pulling." swimming pools full of jet fuel through the engine and burning it into the environment. And when he saw this stock and the compelling aspects possible here, I think there's a real opportunity to change the way that the world views transportation fuels. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, and I hope that uh, I hope that listeners will uh, will go and, and, uh, and check us out.
0: Well, I hope so too, Don. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Um, like I said, it's not directly into our space on the electronic side, but power of all types is of critical interest to us, and I'm really glad you're able to give us that insight into your side of the space.
1: It's an exciting story. Pleased to be here, Alex. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you, and I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paulton Power. Have a great day.